You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.church. Fresh eyes that I hope that we can develop together this year as a Circle of Hope. Willing, eyes willing to look for and follow God's guiding. And I know that's essentially why we, why we gather here um, all the time. We, we want that, right? We want that. Hey, Rory. Um, and so after these two Sundays in Epiphany, we are gonna, we're going to start a Good Shepherd series to dig into how we can keep honing our senses as people to hear and see and experience God's guiding care. And we'll use Psalm 23 and other other scriptures to do that. But today, I want to draw your attention to how God guided the Magi that Jeff was reading us about. How the Good Shepherd guided those strangers, those foreigners, through creation, even, and through dreams. Even though the Good Shepherd was just a little baby, little baby at the time. There's no limit to what God can do. So what happens in this wild story, and, and there's going to be time to talk back, so I hope that, I hope that you can um, follow along with your own thoughts and um, wonderings as God speaks to you. What happens in this wild story is that there's a new light, a new light in the sky um, that's noticed by some kings, some rulers on the other side of the world shortly after Jesus is born. And scientists speculate that this was either like a planetary uh, collision, not collision, but conjunction of maybe Jupiter and Saturn overlapping, um, you know, according to our lens on Earth, or it was a supernova, an explosion of stars that can make a bright light that lasts for a couple of months. We don't know. the gospel writer Matthew really doesn't get into those details for us. But at any rate, these rulers on the other side of the world are into astrology and magic. Um, and so they're scanning the skies and they recognize that someone special was born, another king, and they leave everything to go and honor him. It's a lot of, a lot of faith um, that they show, a lot, of, a lot of true religion, I think, to leave everything behind and begin this long pilgrimage to pay homage to God. And so they inspire me. I'm just going to tell you the story, and then we'll see what we can glean um, for ourselves right now. Because of their high social and political and economic status, they go to Herod's palace first, the, you know, the, ruling, the ruler guy in the area where Jesus was born. And they ask about this new king of the Jews. Herod doesn't know what they're talking about. He thought that he was the king of the Jews. He liked to call himself that. And so he's very threatened by this possibility that there's a new king. He, he, was, he was brutally wealthy and insecure. Um, an insecure overlord of the people in that region. And so he tries to manipulate the Magi to get all the information they can get about this new king and and bring it back to them, to him, so he can worship 
him. Having had no help from Herod, hey Liv, they, um, the Magi go back to following the star, which leads them to the little shack where baby King Jesus, the real king of the Jews, is found. And I just like imagining like the contrast between Herod's palace, you know, them leaving this crazy, if you know anything about um, Herod's kingdom, he built like this, you could still see remnants of it in the region today, this huge palace on a hill and so many uh, giant structures. So I like imagining the Magi leaving this this beautiful, huge place and going to this little shack where Jesus is with his mother. And even in the midst of that contrast, they recognize that this baby is the savior of the world and they bow down and they, they, they bow down on the ground, prostrate with their gifts. I like the Rembrandt um, version of this scene. Oh, those are the Magi. The kings. Keep going, Karina. Thanks. So they bring these go- these gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, gold for Jesus. And, and these gifts recognize um, the identity of Jesus, gold for his kingliness, frankincense for his priestlyhood, um, and myrrh for his sacrifice. And some scholars even believe that they're... they're that these gifts also represent that they're surrendering the tools of their of their old religion to as they bow down to Jesus. They're surrendering the tools of their old religious practice. At any rate, God speaks to them in a dream when they when they go to go back home. God tells them not to go back to Herod and they listen. They return home by another route. And God makes way for their safe return and for the protection of the Messiah. So there are, there are three things that this year that I think God is, might be trying to tell us through this, this story in the Gospel of Matthew. And I think the first one is that Christ is for all. Thanks, Karina. There's, um, there's another supernova um, from Nassau. Um, there's no exclusion with this baby. Christ is for all. And the invitation is so big. It, ha- it got spread. It had to be spread across the whole sky so people thousands of miles away could see it. I love how creation conspires to tell of the glory of God. And in this case, to show us the epiphany the manifestation of the fullness of God as a human being. The invitation is so big and literally cosmic that it, it challenges, I think it challenges all exclusion. People of different cultures, languages, even, and even religions are invited, like the Magi. Um, astrology and, and magic, whatever, whatever they, they practiced, were frowned upon in, in Jewish culture, even though it was popular in the Greco, with the Greco-Roman um, oppressors that the Jews lived under. 
It was frowned upon by, by the people that Jesus was born into. Um, but nowhere in this gospel is there a pejorative tone about the Magi. And I think that's making a real point about inclusion because of all the gospel writers, Matthew was, was probably the most by the book about the Hebrew um, religious traditions of all the writers, but we find nothing but welcome here for the Magi. Welcome and honor for all those who recognize and honor Jesus for who he is. Secondly, Christ brings a reversal of power. That is what the Magi show us too. This, this wealthy ruling class, like laying it all out to Jesus and for Jesus. They were wealthy and influential. We don't, we don't know a ton about them, so I'm kind of speculating here. But they were wealthy and influential enough to leave for maybe more than a year's time. Um, they had the money to make that trip and, and to get Herod's attention, and yet they fall prostrate at this peasant child in a peasant house. And so they show us the kingdom of God that our weakness is our strength and that our wisdom is in worship and surrender. The peasant baby and his penniless teenage mother humbly receive this honor that the political powers kill and manipulate and, and try to buy. And I think the Magi's act of worship foreshadows how all the nations will someday bow our knees and bodies and hearts in worship. Finally, I think this story is showing that God will guide the way home for all seekers. All who are looking and listening. The Magi had enough spiritual awareness to listen to God in their dreams and to let God's voice be bigger than the powers and problems of their day. I, I wonder if that's part of our invitation for this new year, to hone our senses, to recognize the guiding voice of our Savior. I think this is the lens that we need for the new year, to allow Jesus to be louder and more visible and have more authority this year in us than other rulers that try to claim territory in our hearts. I think this gets into the realm of our habits of thinking and spending. God wants our attention this year. I think this story is, is also warning us against spiritual complacency. And I, I didn't notice this part of the story until this year, um, that the religious leaders that Herod asked, you know, when, when, when the Magi first came to Herod and, and um, Herod was, went to the, relig the teachers of the law and the re religious leaders and said, like, do you know about this king of the Jews? Um, they did. They pointed to the prophecy. They knew something about when and where the baby would be born, but they didn't go and look for him, let alone worship. 
And I didn't catch that until this year. Um, but it seems to me like they kind of took Jesus for granted or they loved their morsels of privilege and stability more than they wanted a deliverer. Let's not let that be us. I think God does want our attention here in this new year. People will come from all sides of the world to worship Jesus. And in fact, the rocks will cry out if we don't. All of creation testifies to his glory and we must recognize him too. Right here in our midst, turning things around, us even, asking for the yokes of despair and heaviness that we carry so that he can break them nudging us to look up at his saving power, calling us to sacrifice our old religion for the promise of love in his everyday humanity and ours. He is a good shepherd, trying to guide us to that surrender, like the Magi, so that we can experience, so that we can experience his protection and care and nourishment in a new way in this new year. What do you need to surrender or let go here at the start of the year in order to trust God more fully? What do you need to let go or surrender here at the start of the new year in order to trust God more fully? Is it complaining or worry, fear of abandonment or rejection? Maybe a fast is in order for you. <clears throat> My brother Dave said this morning that fasting is giving up something you need in order to get something that you need even more. That's how we hone our senses to experience more of God's care. Maybe it's those likes on social media. Um, I don't know, I don't know what it is for you. I, I won't try to speculate too much. But I know the Good Shepherd wants to guide us to green pastures of provision and quiet waters of real rest. And we won't get there on our own. So I wanna, I wanna close with um, a word of hope that you are marked with the Holy Spirit who is a available to help us reveal God's goodness. You are marked with the Spirit. Um, Ephesians 1 says, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. I didn't, I didn't know what a gift that was um, until I started reading more about sheep. And I have one last picture for you. Just kind of maybe uh, lead us into our Good Shepherds series a little bit. I learned, I learned this week how a good shepherd will notch, put a little notch in the ears um, of their sheep at a specific angle and a specific spot. You see that little notch? Um, 
painful in the moment, I'm sure, but meant for this sheep's care. So that even from far away, the shepherd can identify that sheep as his or hers and make sure that they are safe and fed. And this is really useful as sheep are always wandering off and getting mixed up in things that aren't good for them. But by this notch, they belong to the one who loves them the most and wants the best for them. We are marked with the Spirit. So what can we do? So, so one thing we can do in this new year, I think, is to have confidence in that belonging and seek the Spirit's guidance more than all the other voices we hear around us. That's how we'll find Jesus, our home. Let me pray for us. Jesus, thank you for stories of faithfulness um, of those who came to you in wild circumstances from, from so far away. I pray that that could give us some hope for ourselves that no matter how far away we might feel, we're never too far. That you are... Um, going to all, all ends of the earth, all lengths in creation to invite us to come and worship. Help us, Jesus, to hear your voice and to surrender this year in new ways. To experience your care and your guidance. I pray that you would guide us as a community as well by the power of your spirit. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected, visit circleofhope.church. You can also find us on Instagram or Facebook at circleofhopenet.com.